coordination and sounds. View to stimulate around the eyes. Greatest and greatest wellness trends, treatments, and experience. Work back Magnesium is naturally found in foods like. This is the Well and Good podcast. Tune in to find the wellness that fits your frequency. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. While Pride Month is meant to be a time of joy, the LGBTQ plus community continues to face danger and discrimination with well over 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills proposed around the country in 2023 alone, and more than 200 of which target trans folks. I'm director of podcast Taylor Camille, and at Well and Good, we condemn such attacks on LGBTQ plus rights. We stand with the LGBTQ plus community, and that's why we're celebrating Pride by shining a light on spots for hope and joy for trans or gender nonconforming folks in particular. Today, we're in conversation with Ray McDaniel. We previously had Ray on the podcast in the summer of 2021 as we figured out how to navigate our first vaccinated summer. And now they're back with a new book, Gender Magic, which serves as sort of a guide prioritizing trans and non-binary folks on their journey to living shamelessly, reclaiming joy, and stepping into their most authentic selves, which we can all use help tapping into. It is always a delight talking to and learning from Ray. I know you will enjoy this conversation. And if you feel so compelled, please share with a friend, tell them to follow along as well, or shoot us an email at podcast at wellandgood.com to keep the conversation going. Here's Ray. I am so excited to be back. My name is Ray McDaniel. I am a non-binary therapist, gender specialist, certified sex therapist. I run a group therapy practice focused on the queer population in Chicago, and I'm a speaker. And most recently, as of last week, I am a published author of Gender Magic. 
Yay. Yay. I'm like, we need to add like applause sound. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Background applause, please. So you birthed this book, Gender Magic. And the first question I really had for you as I was diving into the text was, who did you write this book for? Where was it birthed from? So I wrote it for two audiences. The first is pretty obviously trans and non-binary folks, folks who are exploring gender. But I also wrote it with people in mind who are cisgender, who have loved ones who are trans, folks who want to be allies and just don't quite feel like they they have it down just yet. And hopefully mm -hmm. for anybody that wants to explore ideas around gender freedom and what that means for all of us, regardless of our gender identity. And it came from my work as a, a gender therapist and getting very frustrated that it seemed like the only literature that I could find in books and then in research studies around trans experience was all about the hard stuff, the suffering. Mm -hmm which mm -hmm. is valid and is not coming from nowhere. And it is important that we hear those stories. It is important that we talk about that. But I was curious about the other side of the coin. What does it look like for trans and non-binary folks to thrive? What can we imagine for ourselves so that exploring gender or transitioning gender doesn't feel like a slog through the mud? And I just wasn't finding it. And so I, I wrote it. <laughs> and you wrote it really well. Thank you. Yeah, you did. And and so you broke it down into three parts that I think are like really important parts of play, pleasure, and possibility. Why were these three pillars so important to you? And how do you hope it will help guide people as either they themselves explore their gender freedom, as you put it, or as cisgender allies try to support people going through this transition? Yeah. So play, pleasure, and possibility were me looking at all the, the research that I was reading and also taking into account my work with trans clients over the past 10 years and distilling it down into what were the core components that I talked about with my clients that seemed to get the best results. What were those things? And the first one was play. And by play, I mean an attitude of exploring gender that focuses on, um, well, play, but it focuses on curiosity. And mm -hmm. what are we moving towards versus what are we moving away from? And how can we take this idea of gender transition as this kind of big, scary monster under the bed and break it down so that people feel much more empowered to trust themselves to make decisions about their lives. They can experiment with different things when it comes to, to gender without all of the pressure that people typically feel when they're starting out on the journey of, of exploring themselves through gender. Pleasure. I'm a sex therapist. I talk a lot about pleasure and relationships and intimacy. And what I found with my clients was the, the pleasure piece and the connection to others was such an important part of the work that we, we were doing. And it helped people get more in touch with themselves. So when I'm talking mm -hmm. about pleasure, I'm talking about, yes, connections with others and yes, sex. And, you know, I dive into that. That's all great. 
And mm-hmm. it starts with a core focus of how do I experience pleasure in my body on my own? What are the things yeah. that are keeping me away from experiencing pleasure in my body, even if I don't always love every inch of my body in every moment of the day, how can I still show kindness and respect to it? It also branches into how do we connect with others in a way that supports us in our identity? How do we find the people that are in our corner that are going to have our back? And what are ways that we can queer up intimacy to include people beyond just sexual and romantic partners in that? Mm -hmm. And then finally, possibility is more of the imagining piece. How do we take the things that we're learning about ourselves about boundaries and self-trust and pleasure and apply it to the rest of our lives. And in that is also a reflection on pride and not only pride as a feeling, but what does it mean to live life as someone who is proud of who you are and how do we get there? And when it comes to, to allies and how they can apply that, I wanted to create in Gender Magic a not only some basics of gender, but also truly fundamental ways that people can shift their thinking around what is gender freedom and what does it mean to all of us. And those three pillars are the same in that conversation as well. Yeah. You do a great job of marrying the people who are in it and the people who need, you know, some tools mm-hmm. <laughs> and like may not know, like know where to start. So in the, one of the opening statements of your book, you you shared a statistic from the Human Rights Campaign and it was awful. I was on Instagram this morning, as one does, and mm-hmm. someone else shared something from the Human Rights Campaign that they're now declaring a state of emergency. I saw that this morning. Yeah, it's just... Like we're inundated with, you know, the the opening statement in your book was that 33 states within the United States passed or proposed over 100 anti-trans bills in 2021 alone. Over 200 anti-LGBTQ plus bills were in the works by the end of last year in 2022. And then here we are in 2023 waking up to like a state of emergency for this community. It's just like, how do you find pride in being yourself when people are looking for so many ways for us to like to feel threatened in our own pursuit of living authentically living joyfully I think you also remarked of like I'm not trying to sugarcoat this I'm not trying to have a toxically positive lens but it almost is survival to try to access this joy amidst these threats these seemingly endless threats so what are some of the ways that you do help others whether through this book or through your practice with clients Um, to find and access the joy amidst all of this bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, and it is such bullshit. And I I had to kind of reckon with this as the book was coming out because I I finished it in January of 2023. It it just Mm -hmm. came out a week ago as we're recording this in May of 2023. And even between the time that I finished the book and published the book, so much of the landscape had changed. And I had to ask myself, is what you're talking about, this joy, this pleasure, is it still even relevant in in our mm. world today? And I came to the conclusion that it has to be, that as queer people, as trans people, with all of these attacks on 
us simply being who we are in the world coming our way, we have to be able to find ways to to access joy and connection and pleasure, both within ourselves and in connection to to other people. So I came to the conclusion that it, this is more relevant than ever because I love the way that you phrased it. Joy is survival, right? If we are not mm-hmm. connecting with those parts of ourselves, we're losing sight of what we are fighting for. We are losing the opportunity to to refill our cups. You know, I Audrey Lord is a, a huge um, hero of mine, and uh, her essay "Uses of the Erotic" is one that I have drawn from in my work quite a bit. And she mm-hmm. talks about the erotic as resistance and how mm-hmm. finding the erotic and I want to expand erotic to say pleasure and joy and all and play and feeling alive and all of that. It is resistance to oppression because it connects us so deeply to ourselves and to those who resonate with us that we become less willing to accept a status quo that does not give us that same freedom. And that is why it's absolutely essential. And as far as helping people tap into it in the middle of all of this, you know, I I reflect on it's Pride Month right now and there are a gazillion Pride events. And I am finding myself very, very fed by being in groups of queer people celebrating Mm. and doing silly Mm. things and dancing. That is what is filling my cup right now. And even for those who may not have access to those spaces geographically, if you are in a really rural area or a very conservative area, there are ways that you can feel connected to that through you know, this glorious thing called the interwebs, through <laughs> if you have the capability traveling to somewhere where you can be around that energy or taking your, your small group of friends and having a, a pride picnic in the park where you get to dance with abandon. There are always ways in small or big ways that we can tap into joy and pleasure and that connection no matter what is going on around us. And so I encourage people to figure out what that means for them and to prioritize it because we we must. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
You mentioned also in the book that gender exploration can feel difficult to access, um, and you share different prompts, different questions, really thought-provoking questions and exercises, whether it's like writing letters to yourself that help readers tap into um, the moment, like to be present and to like find their discovery. Is this something I wonder that helped you on your own journey? Like where was this, you know, where did, where did you think, okay, this is something I must include in this book? It was a combination of my own journey and my work with clients over many years of figuring out what were the questions that led them down a road of what they were moving towards. I think a lot of um, reflection questions about a transgender identity start with you know, how did you suffer as a child because of this, which is it's valid and important at times. I'm more interested in, in your wildest dreams, who are you? Mm-hmm. And how do we get there? And how mm-hmm. do we take tiny steps to, to get there? One of my most favorite exercises in the book is this 10-year in the future letter, which I, I took from designer Debbie Millman. And what it is, is you write a letter to yourself of today from the you 10 years from today and just describe in detail your life from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. And I found that what that does is it gives you an opportunity to tap into your imagination in a new way. And even if my client or me, I've done this exercise myself, didn't intentionally change anything about my life because I wrote this thing, me writing it and then reading it to myself periodically, things changed in my life mm-hmm. very naturally and very organically because I finally had a vision of what it could look like, even if it didn't turn out exactly like that. And right. that is what I wanted to bring to the questions in the book is let's tap into that imagination. Let's figure out what are the times that in your life now you have felt lit up and alive and how do we get more of that into your life? Mm-hmm. Why not forecast like what what you want on the horizon? Um, one of the exercises I really liked because I feel like I've been doing a lot of worrying myself lately is is the worry date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can you share a bit about the worry date? And I, yeah, I just feel like it was a really good coping practice um, that so many of us could could use. Yes. So I am a worrier, uh, verifiable. <laughs> I, I worry about everything. Uh, I'm a Capricorn. I, I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I worry about things. And so this was an exercise that helped me personally. I, I took it from a, a book called The Worry Cure. And you set a timer and you just write down everything that is making you worry until that timer goes off. And the magic of this is that you're not allowed to stop writing until the timer goes off. And then you set aside time for this, you know, depending on how much you worry, either every day or every week, you know, whatever pace works for you. And what I have found and what my clients tend to describe is that they get bored of themselves really quickly. (laughs) They run out of things to say. Um, Mm -hmm. They start repeating themselves and they start to notice patterns in their worries. Things start to become a little bit more clear. And 
once you're done with that timer, you, you know, put your notebook away and you don't read it again ever. You don't have to ever read it again if you don't want to. Um, and then you go on with your day and it is allowing that part of yourself that is going to worry regardless. It's there. It's allowing it space and saying, I'm not afraid of this. I'm going to give you room. It doesn't mean that I need your help this part of me who worries. Um, it doesn't mean that I need to act on any of this, but I am at least giving you space to say your piece. And then I am moving on with my life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like very necessary. Just oh, so necessary. <laughs> and keep it moving. Yes. Um, I love that. I love this. Like I'm bored of myself. <laughs> like enough. It's like I've repeated myself every day this week. Um, I want to read this piece from the pleasure portion. You start with the sentiment of pleasure in your body helps quiet dysphoria and self-critical thoughts, or at the very least, it helps you realize you can hold both ple pleasure and or pleasant and difficult feelings and move between them, which I think is like just really resonated of like, you don't have to sit in one space of these feelings. You can find like the harmony. Um, so what are some practices that can help people build out and maybe even evolve their pleasure practice and shift their mindset around what brings them pleasure, especially when your body is changing? And so the things that maybe previously gave you pleasure might not now. Yeah. Another favorite exercise I have in the book is the this or that game. And you can, you can play this with yourself or you can do it with a partner. I believe it's described in Gender Magic as, as with a partner. And basically, if you can imagine you're at the eye doctor and they're testing you out for glasses and like, can you see better with this one or this one or this one or this one? And they're generally these minuscule little adjustments. You don't always mm -hmm. quite know no. which one and you kind of have <laughs> to like, go back uh, go and, back yeah <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> exactly <laughs> but you don't judge yourself because you don't right. know you just say okay go back go forward let's try it again try it slightly differently if we can bring that attitude to exploring pleasure whether on our own or with other people it takes away that judgment it allows you to be present and it gamifies it a bit of saying, mm -hmm. do I like to be touched with this particular pressure or in this place? Or do I like to be touched with like a softer or harder pressure or in a different place? Mm -hmm. And you just build on that. For, for a lot of people who might be feeling out of touch with their bodies, and this goes for trans folks and folks exploring gender as well as cisgender folks, we all feel out of touch with our bodies at various points in our life for, for different reasons. I like to start if sexual pleasure feels a little bit too much to just start with pleasure period. And one of my mm -hmm. favorite things is telling people to take a pleasure bath where you, you know, set the, set the mood if you want, put on music or candles if that's your thing. I like to tell people to throw a little bit of coconut oil in the bath or put it in your hand if you're in the shower and just play around with different ways of touching your skin. It's not mm -hmm. to arouse yourself. It is just exploration. So rubbing your hand along your, your arm or your neck and just playing with what is that sensation? Is that sensation a, as my, my friend Lucy puts it, is it a feel good yes or is that a feel bad no? 
mm-hmm. you start to to build on that. And the more that you start to build on that, the more you get a an internal hit of yes or no, the more you're able to tap into that intuition. And that is such valuable data. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely is a check-in, like a yes. self-check-in, <laughs> just a body scan. Um, yeah, I love that. Um, okay, another question you pose in the book that I find to be really important, um, the question of what would you do if you weren't afraid? Mm. Um, why is this question important to your journey and what can happen when we sit down and answer that question as honestly as possible? This is a magic question. And it came from a practice that I started doing with myself. I honestly don't know where I got the the question from initially, but I know at some point in my life, I started asking myself, okay, Ray, what would you do if you weren't afraid right now? If all of those worries, if all of those worst case scenarios were gone, what would you do? And I found that when I answered that with a snap answer, a quick answer, they often were really honest and gave me so much information about what I was truly craving. So for example, I've answered that with things like, well, I would work for myself. I would start a business. Uh, I would get top surgery. I would, uh, in a a more lighthearted, what I would learn to ride a motorcycle. And every time I've been able to do that, it opened up more possibilities for me. And it didn't mean that I wasn't afraid anymore or that I didn't have stuff to work through, but at least it gave me the vision of, oh, that's what I want. So how Mm -hmm. do I get there? Mm -hmm. Um, So it became a very special question that I started asking my clients and it, it seemed like they were having the same experience where when they shut down that kind of thinking, worrying part of their brain and just answered it from their first reaction, they were often shocked at what came out of their mouth. And so when you are able to get still with that question and you can journal about it, you can say it out loud. Sometimes we can think quicker than we can write. So it can be an exercise in not inhibiting yourself, maybe record yourself on your phone and just riff on if you weren't afraid, what would you want? What would you do? Who would you be? And you don't you don't have to judge any of the answers. You don't have to figure out how you would get there. That is not the point. Just get it out of your head. And I found too what happened when I, I asked myself that and I answered it is I got this little flutter in my stomach of this like tingly excitement. And that tingly excitement has become my my compass of mm-hmm. what what am I supposed to be doing? Where do I need to be going in my life? Yep. Very valuable. The last question I really wanted to ask you was you mentioned you started signing off most of your correspondence with PS I think you're magic. I want to know why you think we are magic and why you think we or people in general need that reminder? Yeah. Well, I started signing off that way because I I naturally started telling my friends, hey, I think you're magic. Um, 
and I, I reflected on it, what what does that actually mean? And <laughs> what it meant to me was I looked at them and I saw them often in these these scenarios or, you know, just saw an aspect of them where they were lit up and themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's that same tangly feeling of me just being like you, who you are is, is magic, right? It's that feeling of walking into Disney World. It's that feeling of looking up at the stars and being like, wow, that is amazing. I noticed that I felt that about people that I cared about. And in particular, people I cared about who were being truly authentically themselves. Mm -hmm. And I want, I mean, my mission is for everyone to feel like magic and to feel like this biggest, most lit up, brightest version of themselves. And I truly believe that everyone has that in themselves. That that is not something we have to strive for, that it's something we come home to. And mm -hmm. so that's where gender magic came from is I want to create pathways and walk beside people to to reclaim what it truly means for them to feel like magic in their lives. If I could leave you with something, I would leave you with this just to echo what we've already been saying is that I truly think the world is better when we are all able to walk around as our most lit up, most authentic, most audacious selves, free from fear and free from shame. And that's the world that I am working to create. And I invite anybody listening to this to join me in that mission and find your people that will help you do that yes that's such an important yeah. part of it find your people i promise they exist i promise yeah they might be hard to find but but they are there. out there <laughs> yeah On today's show, you heard me in conversation with Ray McDaniel. This episode was scripted in part and mastered by Sarah Gabrielli and produced by Jen Snyder, Abby Stone, and myself, Taylor Camille, along with many other hands and brains at Well and Good. As always, please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share. Our theme music was created by Madeline Lakomsky and Matt Didomenico, and our show art was designed by Jenna Gibson and Karina Masonette. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.